We'll begin by just reading verses 1 and 2. Daniel chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 say this, Nebuchadnezzar, the king unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show you the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. Let's pray again. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, again, we come before you through the blood and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I think as we took the Lord's Supper today, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you gave yourself completely, totally. You poured out yourself on our behalf. And Lord, uh, we thank you for that. Lord, that you tasted death for every man. Lord, you shed your blood, for without the shedding of blood is no remission of sins. And I'm thankful that, Lord, we're saved. But Lord, I'm thankful today, Lord, that uh, however long we've been saved, that even on this day, there's still power in the blood. And that on this day, you're still in the soul-saving, life-changing local church building business. Lord, we thank you for the faithfulness of thy people that are here tonight and the faithfulness of those uh, that are listening in. Bless them for their faithfulness. Lord, to help them in the area that they need help, whether spiritual, physical, financial. Uh, Lord, whatever the case may be, dear God, help them, we pray. Lord, and uh, we do think of the sick among us. Uh, dear God, please touch them. Lord, we ask uh, special prayers. We think of Brother Pitt as uh, he's going to be uh, starting these uh, procedures. Lord, please, Lord, over that and that uh, all would go well. Lord, thank you that uh, Sister Barnett has been able to uh, be here several times recently, continue to touch her uh, uh, physically. And uh, Lord, we think of those on the road and those that will be on the road uh, during uh, the holidays. Please watch over them. And Lord, as we think of this Thanksgiving, indeed, help us to have thankful hearts for all you've done for us. And Lord, even, uh, Lord, for what you continue to do in our nation, Lord, despite uh, what's going on there. Now again, challenge us through thy word in Jesus' name. Amen. So on uh, Sunday nights, we've been looking at different uh, characteristics for uh, leadership and uh, for Christians. And tonight, we want to look at this thought of uh, teachability. Teach ability, and uh, that's something that uh, uh, we want to have. You know, believe, believers uh, who are comfortable or get comfortable with the status quo, status quo in their Christian life, we don't want to do that, right? We never want to level off because uh, when that happens, we uh, lose our uh, uh, influence and our effectiveness as uh, believers. Therefore, we want to keep impacting, right? The greatest thing in the world after you're saved, amen, after you're in the will of God, is to be used of God to impact another life for the cause of Christ. I mean, one of your joys as a Christian is not just what the Lord's done in your life, but what he's done through you and allowed you have, to have a part in impacting somebody else for the cause of uh, Christ. We want to keep doing that. Well, then we have to keep growing, right? Uh, our growth, of course, determines who we become and what we become as believers, right? And of course, uh, who we are and what we are as believers determines our level of uh, impact that we can have on others. And that, the, the, that impact, of course, having an impact on others uh, determines or uh, 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 shows our success as a witness, 
So believers who want their spiritual growth, if you will, to thrive must remain teachable, right? We must remain teachable. And uh, how can we do that, right? Well, I like, I like this thought. One, by refusing to give in to, I like this thought, destination disease. <laughs> destination disease. What does that mean, right? Well, you know, we feel like we've reached a certain point, and man, you know, we're mature, we've used it in a guy. You know, uh, people that are called in the ministry can get that, right? Some young guy, he gets called in the ministry, he's all excited, and then he goes to Bible college, and maybe he goes to a church, and uh, he helps out in different areas, and maybe becomes an assistant pastor. Well, then one day, he finally becomes the pastor. He said, man, I've, uh, you know, reached my uh, destination. Now I can level off if you will. Now my job, I've, I've, you know, all these years I've been growing and learning. Now, listen, uh, people get to listen to, amen, everything that I've learned over the years. I just spend the rest of my life teaching. Well, no, doesn't matter how long you've been, amen. Don't get destination disease, amen. Say, I want to continue to grow. So many people assume, if you will, that their goals are finish lines, right? But the reality is that we never arrive at a finish line in our walk with the Lord, right? It's a continuing learning and growing process. There's always more to the journey. It's good to have goals, but, you know, we only uh, uh, try to attain that goal, right? So we can say, all right, now, hey, how can I move to the next level? Or how can I uh, grow and do more for the Lord? So we must keep ourselves to keep ourselves and the church all right, because we're part of the church moving forward, right? We must continuously grow. And of course, to grow, we must learn. And to learn, we must remain uh, and have a teachable spirit. Good Christians understand, right, that past, past success, you know, you hear this on um, investment. You ever listen to investment commercials, right? Past success, right, does not guarantee, you know, future say, in investing, right? In other words, just because some guy that invested with us, you know, last year made a killing, doesn't mean you're not going to lose everything if you invest with us now, right? Well, uh, same thing, just because you've had uh, a past success in, in a ministry, right? It uh, doesn't mean that, hey, uh, just because you go out there and do, do the same thing or you've learned everything, uh, that uh, uh, you're going to have the same results, and, uh, I, of course, I use sales as an example. And I've said this before. You know, my dad always said the worst thing about a salesman, you know, a guy that sold a car, you know, is he stops learning. Now he thinks he knows how to sell a car. And uh, we do that sometimes in ministry. Well, you know, I've, I've taught or I've done this and that. No, uh, that's good. But, hey, we want to keep moving onward and upward. Well, you know, think of a good example is sports teams. Right. You know, hey, uh, just because they won the championship this year isn't a guarantee they're going to win it next year. What do they do? They go back and they, they, they reassess and uh, they, they try to learn new things. Right. Every team starts over at the beginning of the season. They say, hey, listen, uh, you know, we're thankful for what happened last year. But right. We're starting a new season and we start from zero. Right. And we need to think about that, you know, as 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 be believers. Hey, thank God for what we've done in the past. But listen. We want to we wanna continue to win championships, if you will, in our Christian life. Learning is essential if you want to keep winning as a team, as a church, and growing as a believer and, again, as a church. So be teachables. Believers must not only accept the discipline of the learning process, and it is a discipline. I've learned that because, uh, you know, it, you know it, it, it's hard for me. You know, uh, because, you know, I always want to be moving. I always want to uh, be doing. That was one of the hardest things when I came here, right? To actually, what? 
I have to stay in one place for, for, for you know, for a while because I used to, you know, uh, go it all the time. But, you know, uh, but I, 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 but you know what? I, I read all the time. Hey, when I, when I was in school, I wasn't much of a reader. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I read all the time. I'm always trying to learn. I'm, I'm always reading two or three books or more uh, at a time, you know, uh, besides uh, the Bible. I want to I I learn the Word of God. I want to learn the best I can to help people or to counsel people, whatever the, the case is. And so, uh, uh, we, but, and so we have to learn that discipline, and we have to, to seek it out, do it with a conscious uh, a thought. Learning anything for the purpose of changing can be intimidating and hard on a person's pride. What? There's some areas I still need to work on them after 35 and a half years of being saved. There's still areas I need to work on. <laughs> I still have some areas, that the, uh, some habits the Lord needs to break me of. Well, that's, that's yep, that's, he's still working on me to make me what I really ought to be. But it's impossible to grow well, of course, without, uh, uh, listen, uh, we got to be willing to come, be out of our comfort zone. Can't be afraid of uh, making mistakes. Mistakes are part of success, right? So we got to keep moving. So being teachable, of course, can be difficult at any age. But especially, of course, as you get older or settled in a routine, right? Or even if you, if you have a position that's very visible, well, you know, well, I don't want to have to admit that. Well, that's one thing, you know, uh, 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 being, a, being a pastor, a lot of times the Lord makes us tell on ourselves, you know, hey, I'm, I'm weak. Uh, hey, uh, I haven't figured that out yet. Hey, I don't know the answer to that. You know, that's, that's tough to uh, admit, but we got to be willing uh, to do that. I'm still uh, uh, learning. So, and of course, uh, some have to learn the hard way. And of course, we look at Nebuchadnezzar here. We're gonna, he's one example we look at. Now, notice what he says here. Uh, in verses 1 and 2. It really sounds good what he says here. <laughs> Look at this. Nebuchadnezzar the king unto all the people, nations and languages that dwell in the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. Listen, what he's getting ready to say, he wants the whole world to know. He says, hey, I want everybody to know this. Right? I want to get this message out to the whole world. All right? <laughs> Peace be more. He said, I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. He said, listen, I'm King Nebuchadnezzar, right? That, that great mighty king. And you know what? You give me a few minutes. I'd just like to share my testimony. That's really what he's doing here. He's sharing his testimony of what God, because listen, he didn't always talk like this as we're going to see, right? We're not going to look at the whole chapter, but as we look at these several verses, he didn't always talk like this. Right? He wasn't always uh, bragging on Jesus, so to speak. Right? He had to learn something. He had to be broken down. And you know what? He was one of those people that had to learn the hard way. And you know the story, right? He had a vision. He had a dream. And then uh, Daniel came in. And so let's look at a, a, a few verses. Uh, for sake of time, look, go down to verse 18. And notice what he says. Of course, uh, he calls Daniel in there. And, he's, and notice one of the things he says to Daniel, verse 18. He says, this dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now thou, O Belshazzar, declare the interpretation thereof, for as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation. <laughs> and notice what he said. But thou art able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. We know he does not yet believe in the true God. So notice that statement, right? Before he was teachable, before he learned, right? He said, holy gods. 
Notice the plural there. He, had not, he didn't really understand who the true God was yet, right? And that Daniel didn't live, uh, didn't, uh, wasn't guided by the holy gods. He was guided by the holy God. But he's going to learn that lesson. Look at uh, verse 25. Of course, uh, Daniel interprets and tells him, and he, he, says, he says this. He says, listen, God gave you that dream, and this is why he's going to do it. He wants to teach you something. Right now, king, you're not teachable. And so God is going to have to break you and make you teachable. Look at verse 25. That they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass and oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven. Seven times shall pass over thee. Look at this. Till thou know. Till thou know. Till you learn your lesson. Till you're teachable. I'm going to have, God said, I'm going to have to break you, king. I'm going to have to break you till thou know that the most high, not some holy gods, not a bunch of pagan gods out there, but till thou know that the most high, there's one God. Do you understand, King Nebuchadnezzar? There's only one God. I got a lesson I want to teach you. And as we're going to see, listen, I tried to teach you, but listen, you wouldn't listen to the man of God. And so you know what? I'm going to have to break you. King, you're going to have to learn the hard way. Till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. You need to realize you're where you are by the grace of God. Boy, our politicians need to learn that. Listen, whoever's president, they need to know they're there by the grace of God. So we see that. Verse 26 goes on. Whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee. After that, after, look at this, thou shalt have, look, after that, thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. You should have known this already. Listen, we tried to tell you, but you didn't listen. Thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. And notice verse 27. Daniel talking here. Wherefore, O king... Let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. Now, God just, Daniel just told Nebuchadnezzar, he said, listen, God's going to do this because you need to learn a lesson. And then look what Daniel says to him. He says, this is going to happen. But notice what Daniel says. Let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. He said, now, king, there might be a way for you to avoid this. If you'll listen to me, you might be able to avoid this hardship in your life if you'll listen to me. Be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness, and thy iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. He said, King, listen, God's made this decree, but you may be able to avoid this if you'll get right with God right now, if you'll confess your sin right now. Isn't that what we tell people? Oh, man, life's so hard. Well, listen, you can avoid a bunch of these things if you'll just confess your sin, if you'll just get right with God, if you'll be teachable. Hey, sinner, if you'll be teachable, you can avoid some of these things that are going on in your life or, or what's ever going on. You can stop right here if you'll just get right with God, if you'll just confess your sin right now, if you'll just listen to God right now. Listen, there's some things that are going to come down the road, but you can avoid them if you'll confess right now. If you'll get right with God right now, he says, thine iniquities by showing mercy more. It may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. You know, God may, you know, push this thing down the road or he may avoid it altogether. Right. And continue to live in peace. If you'll get right with God right now. 
but we know he doesn't. And look what goes on uh, to happen. And so, says, so we go down to verse 28. He didn't listen to the man of God. Didn't listen to the man of God. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And uh, verse 30, notice what he says. The king spake and said, is not this great Babylon? Notice what he says, that I have built. Now, he was already told down there in verse, 20, in verse 26 that uh, the most high ruleth in the kingdom of man and giveth it to whomsoever he will. Well, he completely forgot about that. And he says here in verse 30, the king, is this great mountain that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? Well, he, he completely uh, forgot or just uh, didn't listen to what Daniel tried to say to him. So now his pride shows forth. He says, I have built might of my power, honor of my majesty. And look at what happens in verse 31. While the word was in the king's mouth, why was before he'd even put a, a period or an exclamation mark on that statement, what happens? There fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. It says, while the word was in his mouth. Boy, has that ever happened to you? You ever catch yourself saying something? And even before you finish it, you realize, oops, I shouldn't have said that. Man, I, I was thinking about that day. Man, I, I, I got upset at myself this week. The other day I said something. Man, as soon as I got done saying it, I'm like, man, Jeff, what a, what a stupid prideful thing for you to say. Man, I went and said, I said, Lord, I can't believe, I can't believe I just said that. I, it was just, I don't know, some stupid uh, prideful thing. I didn't mean it prideful when I said it, but I realized it probably sounded that way. Man, I, I got upset at myself. I'm like, man, what a stupid thing to say. I said, Lord, forgive, I said, Lord, forgive me for saying that stupid thing. I keep, but you know, sometimes you get talking to somebody, you get kind of, I said, man, I can't even believe I, 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 I said that thing. I, of course, I think in my heart I didn't mean it that way, but I think it might have come across that way, and it showed something that was in my heart. I said, Lord, man, you need, you need to deal with that. You know, but hey, get it when you do realize it. Amen. Uh, say, man, Lord, I can't believe I, I said it. See there? Lord, make me tell on myself again. Lord, please. I'm trying to get out with the message. Why, why you got to bring me into this? All right? Got to confess our sins. Amen? That's the best thing to do. Just put it out there. All right? Verse 34. Jump down to there. And so we know what happens. Then it says here, and at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, boy, when God broke him. And boy, you know what? There, there's some people out there that God wants to save and God wants to use, just like the prodigal son. And you know what? They haven't got broken enough. God's just, I don't know what it's going to take. And that's what you need to pray. You know, I think, I think of, of Michael, I think of all the opportunities he's had, and I'm thinking, man, what is it going to take to break that man? But you know what? But that's the way you need to pray. God, whatever it takes to, to, to break, Lord, that's what we want. Because again, you say, what? You want that to happen to him? Listen, I'd rather that happen to him than far worse, like we were talking about. Listen, whatever they have to go through to break them and teach them, even with, ne listen, what Nebuchadnezzar, you say, oh, man, that's terrible. He walked around like a bird or an animal for seven years. Listen, hell's far worse. Hey, that was only seven years Amen. or however long it was. Listen, hell is forever. Hell is forever. So it says, verse 34, oh, man, I haven't even got through point one yet. I got to hurry. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. Thank God. I praised and honored him. 
Well, that sounds different than how he was talking earlier. I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is everlasting, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. You know what he's saying? Mine's temporary, and I realize his is forever. Amen. And I want to give him the I want to give him the honor. Look at note, notice what he said. The most high honored him, his kingdom. Notice he's not saying plural anymore. He's not saying holy gods. He understands who God is now. Amen. God broke him and made him teachable. And now he learned his lesson. He understands there's not holy gods. There's a holy God. And he's the most high and he's worthy of honor. And it's his kingdom. Verse 35, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And you know what? That includes him. He realized, Nebuchadnezzar realized he was nothing before God. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. Look at what he says. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? And you know what? That included the great Nebuchadnezzar. Even though he ruled, he realized he couldn't stay the hand of God. He couldn't change the hand of God if God chose to do something in his life. And so, Verse uh, 37, we'll finish it. He says, look, what, look how he finishes. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, not the kings, but the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways of judgment. And those that walk in pride, boy, he, that's where he can makes a confession right there. He says, that was me. He says, I'm giving you my testimony. Those that walk in pride, that was me. Boy, I thought I was the big stuff. I thought I was the great king, and God broke me. And my testimony is, I don't care who you are. You can be the greatest, quote, unquote, king in the world, and he's God, and he can step in any moment he wants and break you, right, and, and, and loosen your stiff heart and stiff neck and make you teachable before him. He's able to abase. That word means uh, humble, lower, and make teachable. And that's what he did. You know, this is a good example of Philippians 2, 10 and 11, which says this, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Well, I don't care who, who these great, you know, they just had the G7, G20 and all that stuff. Listen, listen, there's only one G in our life, amen? The great God, and he rules. And at any time, all these people that think they're the stuff, he can step in, right, and break them. And let them know who he is. But it doesn't matter if whether today, boy, you're better off bowing today. But if you choose not to bow today, one day, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God the Father. And what you see in Daniel 4 is Philippians 2 going on in Nebuchadnezzar's life. How many people have had to learn the hard way when they, if they would have just listened, right, because they wouldn't be teachable? because they wouldn't be teachable. Let's quickly uh, look at a, an, another example here of uh, somebody that uh, was teachable. Second uh, Kings chapter five, you know the story of Nahum. I'll just read uh, Second Kings chapter five, read verses uh, one through five here uh, quickly. Say this, now Naaman, captain of the high host of the king of Syria was a great man. He was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. <clears throat> right? He was a great uh, man of battle. He was a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. 
And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel, look at this, a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him out of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And boy, Naaman listens to that little maid in verse 5. And the king of Syria said, Go, to go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 pieces of gold, and 10 changes of raiment. And so uh, 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 Naaman's a leper, and he hears about this little maid. And, and, uh, uh, and so the little maid gave him some advice. And so it shows, listen, even though he was a great man of valor, that says something about him at this point, he was willing to listen. The mighty man, he listened to a little maid. Boy, what does that teach us? Don't be a respecter of persons. You never know. You never know who God may use to teach you the greatest lessons. Hey, uh, 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 a month or two ago, I was talking to somebody, somebody I really didn't know, and, you know, he, he just uh, seemed, you know, you understand what I'm saying. He just seemed like a, a simple old uh, country bumpkin. You understand what I'm saying. I'm not whatever. I'm just saying this, right, that, you know, and, but you know what? I, I started talking to him, and he made it, he wasn't even probably thinking about what he was saying, right? He was a Christian, and, and I, I don't mean to degrade when I say that, but I, I want you to understand what I'm saying. He made a statement he made just a sentence, probably not even thinking about it in, in passing, about the Lord that has stuck in my heart to this day and that has helped me. That statement he made has helped me personally over the last couple months. Uh, you know what? I needed to hear that statement he said. I needed to hear it because uh, something, uh, uh, you know, right? I go through things like uh, uh, anybody else, right? And listen, it wasn't listening to some great sermon. It wasn't reading my Bible. Just some guy just happened to make contact with. And he made a statement, amen, that I've been chewing on, as they say, for the last couple of months. And that has helped me. And it's helped me when I pray about something. Just not even thought about it. Boy, you, so you listen, don't be a respecter of persons. You don't think, oh, man, if I, if I could hear that guy speak or if I could read that book, hey, listen to that guy speak, read that book. But listen, just somebody that you might uh, run into in a restaurant sitting there talking for a minute and makes a, might, be, may, make, may, might make the statement that God will use to help you with something uh, you're dealing with. You know, you say, oh, this little maid, ah, oh, she's no. Listen, but he, listen, you never know who God's going to use, right? That's why no matter who, be teachable. Be teachable. Be willing to listen. This little maid helped him. Don't be a respecter person. You never know who God may use to teach the greatest of lessons. And we know what happens, right? He goes to the king. He says, what? And so Elisha, Elisha says, man, bring him down here. And so we know what happens. I'll, for a second time, I'll be quick. He goes down there. Elisha wouldn't even come out. He says, oh, man, just tell him to go down to the uh, uh, River Jordan. And he says, what? He says, man, I'm in Syria. He says, man, we got rivers there. We got this and that. You think, listen, in the end of verse 12, so he turned and went away in a rage. So what happened? At first, his pride got the best of him. But thank the Lord, he had good counselors, right? He had some counselors. Boy, I'm glad that when I, you know, when I react the wrong way, right? When I react that way, when I get prideful or when I do whatever, thank God for the counselor he puts in my life. Say, hey, listen, Jeff, hey, 
Sometimes I need to be uh, slapped across the face, so to speak. Sometimes I need to be knocked upside the head. I'm glad that God brings people in my life to do that. If you, don't, don't do it physically, right? I bruise easy. Okay, I'm sorry. Right? No, right? But, you know, I, I need that. I need that sometimes. And so, thank God he had counselors that were willing to do that. And so, look at verse 13. And his servants came near and spake to him and said, My father... If the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather than when he say to thee, wash and be clean. Boy, how often we are willing to listen. Well, oh, we're teachable. We're willing to listen if we can be part of some great showy thing before men. Right? But greatness comes, if you will. Maturity, spiritual maturity comes when we are teachable and willing to yield to the simplest and humblest of truths or direction. Oh, man, if I, oh, yeah, sure, I'd like to, I'll be glad to sit up on stage with you, man. Just make sure my seat's in the center, right? You know, so I think it's a good look at my new tie. You know, we're glad, we're glad to be a part of that. But no, 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 go, 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 on, go on the backside and do this little job or whatever the case is. What? What? <laughs> Come on here, right? Huh? Oh, man, Lord, humble us. Lord, humble us. And so, you know what? He did it. And look at verse 14. Then went he down and dipped himself, right? Seven times in Jordan, right? I like that title, Seven Ducks in a Dirty Pond, right? According to the saying of the man of God, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again, like into the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. So we see what happens in verse 14. Now notice the ver- the, what he says in verse 15. And he returned to the man of God. Boy, if God uses somebody in your life, make sure you return and recognize them and thank them. He and all his company came and stood before him and he said, look at this. Behold, great words. Behold, now I know. Hey, he became teachable. And because he became teachable, because he was willing to listen, he was able to make this statement. Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. Notice those words. Behold, now I know. What a wonderful thing. When we yield to God, when we learn what he wants us to learn by being teachable, and God moves us forward and upward, And we can say, behold, now I know. (laughs) What a wonderful thing to be able to say as a believer. Hey, behold, now I know I'm saved. Right? We go through that situation, right? He teaches us a lesson. We say, behold, now I know he's faithful. Behold, now I know he'll never leave me, never save me. Hey, that's not just a verse. That's a reality I've seen. Behold, now I know he doeth all things well. Behold, now I know, amen, he'll meet my every need. Behold, now I know, amen, in the darkest hour, he's still my light. Behold, now I know when, between, when, I'm, when I'm between a rock and a hard place, he's the rock. Behold, now I know he's my fortress, he's my tower, he's my shield, he's my refuge. He's the lily of the valley, he's the rose of Sharon, he's the lifter up of my head, he's the captain of my salvation, amen. He's the, he's the shepherd and bishop of my soul. Behold, now I know. Why can I say all these things? Because, amen, he's taught me. He's taught me by his grace. Amen. I've been teachable. You've been teachable. Right. And so now, because you, you, you at first, oh, Lord, I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, but you did it. 
And now you can come out on the other side. Amen. You can come out on the other side and behold. Amen. You come out on the other side. Boy, we could give testimony to rise and say, if I said, hey, what can you stand up and say, behold, now I know. I'm sure almost everyone you could stand up tonight and give a testimony. Behold, now I know because I listened to him. Because in that situation, I was teachable. Because in that situation, I yielded to him and surrendered to him. And so now, like Naaman, Amen. I can come before the man of God. I can come before the people of God and I can give testimony. Behold, now I know if we'll just listen to him quickly. Let's finish up with this. Turn over to Mark chapter 10 and we'll look at these verses quickly. Verses 17 through 22 say this. You know the story of the the rich young man. Verses 17 through 20 say this. Behold, when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him. Look, he came running to Jesus. He was all excited. Well, you know, boy, a lot of people are excited about Jesus till they hear what he has to say. Oh, man, I'm glad to be in church today. Oh, man, I'm glad you're not been wanting to come to church. Boy, then that word goes forth and say, man, you need to get right with God. You're on your way to hell. Hey, or maybe you're saved, but you know what? You're, there's some things in your life that you need to deal with or whatever. They're, they're, you know, they, they were glad to run to church, but boy, they don't run out. The, you know, they do run out the door. That's what they do, right? Hey, no, listen. He was, he was gone forth. He, did, he said, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good, but one that is God. That's what he's saying. Do you recognize who you're, do you, is that how you're recognizing me? Are you just recognizing me as a good master, a good teacher? Or are you recognizing me as God? See, that, it matters how you recognize him. Thou knowest the commandments, right? Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these things have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up thy cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved. Wasn't so excited when he left, for he had great possession. So notice what he says in verse 20. You know, Jesus says all these things. You look. All these have I observed from my youth. Well, I already knew that. I already knew all that. Yeah, I've already learned all that. But Jesus says this. Oh, yeah, well, hey, I'm glad you learned all that. But you know what? You need to realize there's one thing thou lackest. There's one thing you still need to learn. See, he thought he knew enough. Yet there was one lesson he had not learned. Hey, praise God for all you've learned in your Christian life up to this point. Hey, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you've learned all that. I'm glad you you know all that. But what is that next lesson? There's always that next lesson that God has for you to learn. No matter where you are in your Christian walk, God God already has that next lesson waiting. That one more lesson that he wants you to learn, right, before you leave out of here. So whatever age and stage you may be, however long you've been saved, amen. But listen, here's the question. Are you still teachable enough for God to teach you? Are you still teachable enough for God to teach you? If you desire to keep growing and progressing in your walk, you need to be teachable. Now, can you think of any characteristics of teachability you may lack? What can you, what do you need to work on? What's a, you know, what, what's that one thing? Hey, Lord, I'm glad I've learned this, but Lord, I don't want to level off. I don't want to stop here. Lord, this isn't a fin- finishing point. Hey, Lord, 
A good prayer tonight as we finish up. A good prayer tonight would be, Lord, keep me teachable. Lord, keep me teachable. Or maybe make me teachable. <laughs> or maybe make me teachable. Or Lord, maybe you're teachable. Lord, what is the next lesson you would have me to learn? What is the next lesson you would have me to learn? Lord, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Lord, if I'm not teachable, make me teachable. Lord, I hope I'm teachable, but what I want to know, Lord, what's that next lesson you would have me to learn? Let's pray.